This is episode number 10 and I cannot believe we've done 10 episodes. Huge thanks to our guests and huge thanks to our listeners. You guys are incredible. So yeah, last week we had Liam Watkins on, who's one of the events managers at Sin City in Swansea. He's a very old friend of mine and an absolute legend. Make sure you go and listen to that. This week we have an upcoming YouTube content creator and photographer, Sam Bassett of Optical Wonder. He has created a large community through his love of photography and is continuing to grow on the daily. When we recorded this episode, he was at 6.3 thousand subscribers. Now I'm editing it three weeks later. He's on 8.5 thousand subscribers. So good effort, Sam. We hope you enjoy this episode. Sit back and enjoy. To progression over destination. Sam? Hello. This is episode number 10. Number 10. Number 10. <laughs> Did not number think 10. to get this far. This is amazing. Um, could you please state your occupation and then your favorite base snack? You're the last base snacker. Sure. Um, so I class myself as a photographer, content creator, um, and my base snack would be waffles, <laughs> as in like potato Oof. waffles. Amazing. Four minutes in the in the toaster and you're good. You put toasters yeah. in the waffles? Uh, you put waffles in the toaster? <laughs> yeah. They're only half a rum in. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a life hack in itself. It's a life it? hack. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never done that. Why I not? do that with the kids. Nah. It's amazing. It takes Greatest me meal in the world. takes me 20 minutes in an oven. I've yeah. never thought to put my toaster. You're, never, just, you're not doing it right. No, you're not. It even no. says on the box to put it in the toaster. Does it actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You of all people, I thought you would have had that one. I'm <laughs> like the laziest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Bloody hell. How did you set yourself up, Sam? That's a very good question. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I did, obviously, but it kind of just happened. Um, I, didn't re- I didn't own my own camera until I was in Australia um, in 2015. Um, I was going traveling around Australia and I kind of like, I needed something to, to photograph what I was doing. So I kind of decided that, you know, I'll buy a camera. I bought a Nikon D7000, which you know, it's okay. It's not a bad, bad camera. Amazing. Bought it cheap off eBay, half expected it didn't to come, like I didn't expect it to even turn up. Um, turned up three days before I went traveling. Um, and yeah, I mean, I learned from there then. Um, just buying bits and bobs as I went over the last five years. Loads of different lenses and stuff. What's, what's, yeah, what's, I, your, what's your favorite lens? Uh, 24 to 70. Um, just purely because it gives me like a, a wider range. Like, I appreciate that answer, Sam, but can I also ask Pricey what your favorite lens is? <laughs> My favorite lens? Standard fisheye? <laughs> nice. I was going to say, I didn't I think, expect you to come out with a what's your favourite lens question there, Pricey. You took me by surprise there. Eh? Well, have that, stick that in your pipe and <laughs> smoke that lens. Um, so, so, obviously, not, that's, that's a very, that was a very uh, vague, like, what, what, when did you go to Australia? 2000 what? 2015. So, right, ja- so January 2015, I went to, to Australia. Um, yeah. Do you want, like, the full story? Just a- well, so I so I've known you for three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this will, it'll be now because you had an operation two and a half years ago. A year and a half. A year and a half is it? Yeah, October two thousand eighteen. So it'll be only two years that I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So like up until the point of where I met you, what, what happened in that period in order to get you to where you are today? Okay. So in the last two years, so. Yeah. Um, I guess, so I was, so when I, when I came back, um, from traveling, it came back cause I had to have the operation. Then I met you. Um, when I met you, I didn't have the camera I have now. Mm. Uh, I had the Nikon. I wanted, when I came back, I had this idea to, to start interviewing other creatives to find out what inspired them. That was like, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's basically um, what we kind of do here as well. Yeah. It's kind of what this, what we do here. Yeah. And I wanted to, I just wanted to find out like, you know, I, I know I did a, I did a, a video with We The D with Dean. Yeah. Um, I never actually published it. I did it, but then I never actually like, I still have it. Never actually like published it. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, it's something that I want to do still now. And I'm like slowly setting it up and I'll talk about that probably later. Um, but I, I found that I, I wanted better from the camera, from the Nikon. So I, yeah. I wanted to work towards getting the Sony when I met you. Yeah. Um, I was reaching out to brands and I don't know whether or not it was the whole, um, because I was being negative about the camera, I wasn't getting any work. Mm. Because I was be, I was in that mindset of like, yeah, well, this camera can't fucking do it anyway. So what's the point of me yeah. putting myself out for jobs? Yeah, so like I was going into to stuff like asking people half-assed in a way. Yeah. So I'd reach out to companies, being like, "Hey, I'm a content creator. <laughs> Hire me," you know. As, yeah. As vague as I could be, because I didn't have that confidence in my own equipment, hmm. which was bad on my part, you know. Now I see. And I it, guess, like, well, and I guess, calling yourself a content creator is such a new job description in this day and age we're in now yeah having the confidence. it's so vague as well like yeah. con content is is literally anything yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's such a a blanket term mm. that i don't even i don't even personally like using it it's, it's just a it's it's the term that people recognize now yeah because i do video and i do photos and i do graphic design and digital digital art so you have to say content creating, but I guess to go back to what you're saying is like, since I met you, I decided I need to make money. So I started doing different jobs back in Pembrokeshire when I came back, when I could after my operation, hmm. um, I worked in a children's care home, which was amazing. Absolutely. That loved was it. what it is. I couldn't remember what it was that you did. Yeah, man. It was, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, cause it was really rewarding. It was really good. But it also allowed me to do a lot of hours and save up and get the camera. And then I went to Malta in April 2019. Yeah. And that kind of like reinvigorated my, my travel after having the operation. It kind of like got it back in my head to what I wanted to do. Yeah, because you were bed bound for a, for a while after the operation. So you yeah, 12 you were, weeks. So I bet you were itching to get out there. Yeah, I was, yeah. So... I wanted to get back into it. I went to Malta. I came back from Malta to London in, in April and I was just staying in like an Airbnb thing. And I was like, I need, I want this camera. And it was going to leave me, like I'm not, it was going to leave me with 50 pounds. <laughs> mm. yeah. So I just, I, I was like, fuck it, I'll go for it. So I bought it and it kind of just, I don't know, it, it invigorated my mind to like be more confident in what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, now- you feel like, like being on your last 50 quid. Maybe pushed you into work more and make yeah. that money. Yeah, I I've always lived like that though. So even like in Australia, 
Um, even before that, I've always lived, I've never been someone to like hoard money. I've never had like a lot of money. If I have it, I'll spend it on things I need. So yeah. like I reinvest in myself. Yeah. So not like not necessarily wasting it on, you know, clothes or guns, drink or guns, <laughs> you know, or rap music. Yeah. Or anything, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, I try and reinvest it in something that's going to benefit me to grow. And I yeah. feel like going to, to Malta and getting that mentality back of traveling and being on my own mm. reinvigorated that I got the camera and then I, you know, I started reaching out to companies again. And then Roxanne, who's my girlfriend now, she reached out to me through Instagram. I remember, um, yeah. and, we, and we just, we just started talking and then we did, when we did this collaboration where, you know, I went and did a portfolio for her. I got a portfolio for myself to like use and it just went, it kind of went from there, you know, and now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> she can hear you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a studio apartment. I've got nowhere yeah. to go. <laughs> nice. That's fair, man. But so, yeah, I mean, that's gone. Have you collaborated with anyone else as well? Like you spoke about Dean earlier on. Is there anyone else you want to collaborate with or? Um, pretty much anyone. I've collaborated with, with a bunch of people. Um, so I'm very, I'm firstly, I'm very vague. <laughs> I, I'm always vague with how I speak. I don't, I never get into like detail. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know if it's me. I don't like to big myself up in any way, but like I do a lot of different collaborations with different people. Yeah. Um, recently I've worked with, um, Oliver, Oliver Webb. He's an ex-Formula driver, Formula 3 driver. If he hears this, he's going to be Formula 3 or Formula 2. <laughs> um, anyway, he tests a load of cars for loads of people, and he's an amazing guy, amazing, amazing uh, racer. Um, and then also did a collaboration with his girlfriend, um, Nyla, who's she's like this influencer, cool, cool person on, online, yeah. cool person in life as well, not just online. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stinging. Yeah. Um yeah, I've worked with other brands as well. Um it's it's weird. I don't I never when I'm doing things for companies, even if it's free, I don't really realise what I'm doing. And I never actually take the time to think about it and I'm not I don't, I don't know. Th- it's, I, I don't think for you, I don't think you feel like it's about that. I feel like you just love so much at what you do. You don't give a fuck who it's for. Like, obviously, you do no, give a I fuck who yeah. it's for, but you care so I'm much there about, to create, like, not to... Yeah. Like, yes, you're being paid to work, or in some instances, you're not being paid to work. But I think the end of the day, ultimately, you love photography and videography. That that takes over. Yeah, it does. Like, 100%. The, yeah. the first time I went to Silverstone, um, it was... Such an amazing place, right? Mate, it was, cool, it was on, for the first time I went, it was amazing. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. It was yeah. a six hour round trip for me to get there from London. Yeah. Because the trains are shit. The buses are shit to get there. <laughs> yeah. Driving, it's only an hour and a half. Shit. <laughs> so it was a joke, but yeah. I, I did it for free. I, did, I paid to get there. I did the whole thing for free just because yeah. I wanted to, to go and do that and, and get that under my belt. And yeah. I, I don't mind... I don't mind working for free and like, I always get it in, like, I always get it in the, in the back, like for my family and stuff, like stop doing things for free. Like don't undervalue yourself, charge people. It's not and, like, about I, that though. Cause I do no, it as it's well. Not. 
like I'm happy to do it because I know I'm going to get stuff back. You know, yeah. I've done stuff. I've never been paid by Ollie and I don't yeah. want to actually get paid by Ollie because I see him as a friend now, especially. Mm. And I, we have this kind of understanding. He likes my work. I like what he does. So why not mm. work together it's and make it? It's the opportunity to do something that you wouldn't get to do if you just like, I don't know, if, if you just sat there like doing nothing you may as well be doing something that you really love exactly and although he hasn't physically paid me himself it's led on to things that have paid me because i know him yeah so although i haven't had money out of his pocket i've still been paid because i technically know him and i went and did something for him so it's you know i've got companies that well i was in the process of setting stuff up um obviously coronavirus hit yeah. Um, there's a guy that does, you know, he, he loves track days. He's got the money. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't care. And he was paying me X amount of money to come up to every time he went to Silverstone, which was six times. And it was just me going up. He was paying me for it. He didn't, to them, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. But it came from Ollie. So it's like, I it's think that, a lot of people do. group you put yourself in with. And yeah, then it's who you, you know. And then. Yeah, massively. And, and then the guy. The guy that I did the show, I don't want to like name people on price or whatever, but the guy that I did that with, his best friend who he owns a company with is his girlfriend, like runs all of the British, I've got to get this right now, the British Racing Car Drivers Association thing, which is huge. Like, you know, it's like basically like Lewis Hamilton, these type, you know, these types of people. Yeah. And she loved my work. So then she's like, well, we'll, we'll get you back to do some more work after this. And then that led to, um, I don't know, Jack, if you've ever heard of high tech. So high tech is, um, a racing brand. They have cars in formula two and formula three. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, say something here. I didn't Fun. know. I didn't know there were other formulas. <laughs> okay. It's just formula one. <laughs> no, there's formula two, formula three, uh, formula four and then formula E, which as is. As soon as you said formula three earlier, I was like, does he mean for Formula One? <laughs> no, Jeez. no, there's other ones. I didn't know that. Thank you for enlightening me. Now you know. I do, yeah. Um, but yeah, this company, I, I told them what I'd done. I'd shown them the stuff I'd worked for, told them, you know, gave me ref- references and names yeah. and stuff. And I was supposed to go to the F1 in Silverstone this year to shoot and do content creating and stuff this year. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's been postponed probably won't happen this year but it's it's funny from knowing one person which is ollie yeah. doing a free shoot it's <laughs> it's brought me all of these different like stepping yeah. stones to, to grow and to, to go and do and it's, yeah. and it's that information that you take back to your family and say look this is why i do it for free yeah exactly this is yeah. what i do like you look at aaron draplin he he designed the cobra dogs um the hot dog franchise company right he did yeah. the logo for free, did the whole branding for free, didn't want any penny of it because they were good friends of his. And he had faith in that person to do well. And now they own X amount of hot dog vans, you know? I always come back to that story. If anyone's ever struggling, like I did a logo recently for um, a podcast um, out <laughs> in, uh, where were they? Texas, I think it was. So nice. they, were, they were in a forum and um, I saw that their logo was hand-drawn and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the best thing to look at if you're trying to do well as a podcast. 
So I basically just emailed them or sent them a voice message on Anchor and saying, look, um, hey guys, Jack here from Progression Over Destination. I hope you don't find this too offensive and I really hope you take this the right way, but I've redesigned your logo. Do you want me to send it over to you? And that's the first time I've ever done that. But I had faith. I had, I had so much like, I don't know what it was. I was drawn to these people as a podcast. And uh, yeah, now it's they probably because you can, you know, you can kind of see yourself in, in their shoes and yeah, you would like to think that people would help you out. If you needed yeah. that or to say like, Hey, look, you know, the content's yeah. a bit shit. Let me help you out. Yeah. And I think like, that's what I'm trying to get across in, in my channel as well. Like in YouTube Yeah, is that I want all of these young creatives who think that it's like, okay, I'm going to go and take photos of earn loads of money because mm. that's what they see on Instagram. It's, yeah. it's not like, most of the people they probably aspire to be have done the jobs that they, they want to do, but for free. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of people don't get that. It's not, you're doing it because it's not for the money. You're doing it because you want to be doing it. Not yeah. because, and yeah. it, is, it is shit, you know, it'd be great to get paid three, 400 pounds. I remember talking to a photographer, I won't say his name, but he's from Pembrokeshire and it's not Dean. <laughs> hmm. um, I was talking to a guy, he lives in London. Um, and he said, I don't leave the house um, unless it's over 900 pounds. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, so we, 900 pounds, like, so what if it, like someone offers you 400 pounds? I was like, I won't take it. Like, but wh why? <laughs> I, know, I, I, I understand the concept behind don't undervalue yourself. But yeah. if someone comes to you and says, here's 400 pounds, like 400 pounds is not a small amount of money. Yeah regardless of how big you are it's not so mm. to turn that down is i i feel as creative if you're really doing it as a creative yeah is you know it's wrong in my eyes you know because it's you're a creative yeah price you're a creative especially with tattoos and stuff so for me you i you wouldn't undervalue yourself by you know selling yourself out but you wouldn't turn yeah. work away I know who you're talking about as well. So. I, I also got the, the amount of time you put in before that, though. You know, I kind of agree with what you're saying, that if he's got a set rate that he won't leave the, the house for, then that's up to him. But And it's kind of like if he thinks that he's in that and got to that point, Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with him. You know, like, you can kind of be like, you I spent really... how many years in uni yeah. to do it? You've spent how many nights of not seeing your misses to get good at what you're doing, or mm. you know? Yeah, like I like, agree with it in that sense, but it, it's for me. I, I think I just see it from a different point of view. Like I, I won't uh, say no to anything. Yeah, I see. It as that's like, a that's a great way to do it, though. Massively, the way you're never, doing it. Never say no, but I, I agree with um, this person's method. But for me, if if I valued myself. At the amount of hours I'd spent doing what I do, illustration-wise, you know, my, my I wouldn't get any work. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I, exactly. Me. So I tried, I tried doing what he said. So like, people reached out, people were like, "Hey, can, you know, would you do the shoot for me?" And I'm like, "Okay, I'll take his pricing." Uh, and I'll, I asked him, "How much would you charge?" Yeah. So he gave me exactly what he would charge. Yeah. And I gave it to the company, and they're like, "Nah." And I was like, "Okay, so what, what's your budget?" And they were like, "They just didn't reply." So then I'm like, well, you've just okay, lost the job I, just, I know I have yeah. no work at all. Yeah. And then the next person that messaged me, I was like, okay, right. Taking on to what just happened, hmm. 
I'll say, you know, what's your budget? This is this is my normal day yeah. rate, but I'm open to, to discussion. Yeah, I always start like that. What's your budget? This is no what reply. I normally charge. Really? No reply. Yeah, and, and it's such a delicate thing in London. It's it's like you either you're a, yeah, you're a dime a dozen up there. There's so many photographers. There is a lot, but know, if you it's... either if you if you charge too little, they don't think you're worth it. If you charge too much, they think you're taking the piss. Yeah, it's the happy and there's like. There's a there's a balance, but you can't you can't know what their balance is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the elusive mind games. seesaw, mind game seesaw. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So so what about like uh, like I've seen you grow on YouTube and Instagram now over the last year, and the way you come across on social media can sometimes look like you fucking really want it. Can sometimes look a bit negative, mm-hmm. but look where it's got you like you know a year ago i didn't think you'd be here as quick as you have been you know i thought you'd have to put another couple of years in but man you you've really shown i i six six i didn't think thousand subscribers that's amazing well you're 10, yeah. you just hit ten thousand on instagram now yeah um and again with you um, 6.3 subscribers is a drop in the pond but you, I remember talking to you, man. You, you never would have thought people would subscribe to you. No, I know. And it was, I think the, the thing is, I've, over the last two months, since, since quarantine started, yeah. I kind of understood, okay, right, so I'll be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> so on, what date was it? The 23rd, 24th of April? No, March. 23rd of March it kicked in, yeah. I decided that, I was going to come back to Pembrokeshire no because we couldn't. So we, we, we decided we were going to come back because yeah. of the whole coronavirus thing. My yeah. landlord wasn't going to like drop our rent. He wasn't going to help us out. Wow. We were like, fuck what we're going to do. Furlough pay was like 500 pounds for me. So I was like, shit, what am I going to do? Mm. So we packed, I'm not joking. We packed up the entire flat. Wow. Everything was packed. My brother was up. My brother was like literally the next morning coming up. Yeah. And I had a gut feeling both myself and Roxanne both had a gut feeling. We both felt incredibly sick and we were like, we can't do this. We can't go. We have yeah. to stay. Mm. So we stayed and we were like, okay, what, what happens now? And the videos, I'll tell you what, I'll, you can't see them because I've made them unlisted, but I'll read them out to you. Cause it, to me, to you guys, it probably seems mundane and stupid, but bear with me. I'll read them out. And it, to me, it was like the titles of the videos, I just, yeah, give me a second. Sorry. The first video that kind of went decent, it had 50,000 views. But the one before that, which is private, and all of the other ones before that are private, had 100, sorry, had 23 views, the one before that. And the name of that was It's Time for Change. And what I was doing on that video was I was starting a new channel. I decided, like, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with this channel. I'm going to do a separate channel. And you literally just, came to a fork in the road. Yeah. And you were like, fuck. <laughs> and yeah. it was literally, it was like, I was done. And then the next day, the video just like went up. It was, it was crazy. How did that make you feel then? Because obviously when all this shit hit, content consumption went up dramatically. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, before that, my average viewings were like 50. So my average viewings were 50 views per video. And I was, yeah. I've been doing a video every single day since January 1st. I know. I'm, I'm, so 
There's 132 videos. How do you put out so much content? This is one of my questions was like, how? <laughs> Just how? Like, over yeah. the last two months, over the last like two months, it's been fairly like, it's been more, okay, there's like two stages of it. Before quarantine hit, and we're all working and everything and all that shit, I was doing 60, 70 hours a week and doing a video a day. However, the video content wasn't, it was good. Like, it was okay. It was watchable. Yeah. But it wasn't like, fuck, man, this is good. Like, this guy, I, I want to subscribe. Like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't on par with the rest of YouTube. Yeah. It was just yeah. me making a video every day. Like I, I, definitely you think you've, I definitely think you've hit that now. I definitely think with 100% of your focus going into these videos, you can definitely see the production value gone into it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Your intro, yeah. every, everything is like on point now. And I feel like what was happening before was I was, I, but I would, yeah, there's like, it's a double-edged sword. So like before I had that leeway because I didn't have people expecting the video, whereas now yeah. I do. Yeah. I kind of like, well, you know what, I'm fucking tired today. So I'm just going to do a shitty like, so update video, I went to work and that's it, you know? Yeah. So like a three minute video of me sitting in front of the camera, that's it. Yeah. But to you, that was an accomplishment because you'd done that video that day. Yeah, exactly. And that was, that's what I said to you. Like it doesn't, I don't care about the content. It's a, it's, it's a challenge to myself to upload a video every single day for the next year. Yeah. And whether or not quarantine hit or not, for me, obviously it's a blessing for most it's not. It's helped me a lot with yeah. growth. And I don't know why that video went so well. I mean, it's not, I mean, 50,000 views, like I'm not, I'm not bullshitting anyone. That's, that's shit <laughs> on comparison yeah, in the YouTube as I thing. Said, like, but for me, stuff, oh, yeah. man, like, uh, don't be so fucking hard on yourself. Like, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. But we, for me, it's like really <laughs> good. Like 50,000 views is amazing. Like yeah. I, I, I got chuffed when I had like, I think I had the most people seeing one of my posts was like 18,000 when I broke it down. Hmm. Like, you know, that, that's the most I've had in the last like six years of tattooing. I don't get any of that. So I think like, the thing that's, that's, that's kind of like stunned me the most. And I, I've said this to my, you know, all my family and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. But they don't really see it from my point. Of, they're not creative. So they don't, they are, but they don't understand this type of stuff. Yeah. The analytics but when i do watch time and i know this is going to sound stupid but it's like a, a what are people's average it's, watch time? It's, it's, it's a cool thing for me hmm. so watch time in minutes in the last 30 days sorry 90 days is 8600 sorry wow great english 862,000 minutes okay. of watch time which is like ridiculous i don't know how many days that is but it's, how, how many yeah how many days is that um, okay. I'll have a look. Who's free? It's gone. 598 days. Wow. It's a year and a half. Nearly. No, it's more yeah. than that. Yeah, well, a year oh, no, and sorry, three quarters. 50, 50, 52 weeks. I was like, there's 52 days in a year, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Get those 52 videos out, Sam. Fuck, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, wow. No, that's good, man. It's it's. I I think I saw the point in where you like started to, your videos changed. I think I think I definitely saw it when this quarantine hit, because you have so much more time to put into them. Yeah, and I the mean, uh, that, have, this like, is this is all I'm doing. Yeah, you wake <laughs> I, up, I'm, you record. I, yeah, well, I so I wake up, 
I have food yeah. and then I record. Yeah. Where, you, where are you getting all your ideas from, man? It's a good question. Are you, are you sleeping <laughs> on stuff at night? Are you like, are you getting inspired by like certain things? Because if you're like constantly no, so creating. I, I've always had this type of like mentality of when I look at things, I, I try and say, for example, I'll look at a cup and I'll look at its purpose. Mm. I look at like, what's the point of the cup? So the point of the cup is to hold something inside it and drink out. So then how can I use that to showcase what it does? What, what, how can I show people what it does, but in a different way? Yeah. And like, I've always thought in this, in this way, because when I was younger, there was a, a poet called Spike Milligan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. He's a children's yeah. poet. And he was the, I used to fall asleep listen to his, listening to his poems. And since then, I don't know what it is, but since then, it's like, it changed my perception on how I view, like, the world. So I always think, I see things in a, in a creative way. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that, if that answers your question, I don't know, like, yeah. today, I had no idea that I was going to, this morning when I woke up, I should well, we have told had, we, had a, we had a brief chat earlier before we started recording. Yeah. So this, when I woke up this morning, I, the video that was supposed to go up today was, me looking at old photography and then re-editing it is like my old editing was shit. Yeah, I had a message from you last night, like two o'clock in the morning of you laughing at old photos that you've done. <laughs> it, it, they were so bad. Um, that one that you and I re- was pretty bad. <laughs> Mate, it's fucking awful. Like what? I don't understand what yeah. it was. We need to get this, this, this picture up. Where yeah. is it? Let's have a look. I got it. <laughs> can I show you screen? How can I, how can I? Can I show you screen? I can do. Hang on. I need to get the actual file. Because it's funny. Even like your older videos, though, I'm looking on YouTube now, like you still got like, what, two years ago, 3.2, uh, 3.2K views, French cheese challenge. Like, yeah. So that, that one did really well. And that's like, I did, I had a lot of stuff that did okay um before yeah yeah i think what's happening but it's, now it's, is... it's grown it's grown over time whereas yeah. now i'm getting in 24 hours i'm getting one every 24 hours i'm getting a thousand to three thousand views yeah i think what's happening now that you're starting to grow such a community and i hope your community do listen to this and if they do we should do some sort of competition or something that if they listen to this for sure you know they, they get something from it or you know they get a shout on one of your videos or Something like that, but I think it's come to the point now where you've grown so much now that your community are now going back through your archives. Yeah, so I've so, okay. Um, well, wait, wait now, because one of our questions was, um, you know, I said about doing a competition, something for your followers. Maybe we can think of something whilst yeah. we're on here. Um, like, and a question here is like, do you exchange like shout outs on your videos? I know you do a review of your optical wonder hashtag. Yep. How, do you want to talk us through how that works? Yeah, so that that video, I'll, I'll refer to that video as, as that first video that kind of did well. That video, I decided I was going to do a hashtag. Yeah. Um, I, if people saw it, you know, they can use the hashtag and then I was going to shout people out and do like a review of that hashtag. Um, it now has 6.4 thousand posts on it. Yep. Which is insane. Um, yeah. for wow, me. that's mad. That's <laughs> um, and I try like the idea of that was I wanted to build like a collective, a community of 
of creatives, small creatives to support each other, which they are doing. And like yeah. in the comments of the YouTube video, I want people to like, you know, reach out 5, to the people. 6.5 thousand. I've just checked. Sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I want, I want people to like engage with other creatives that are in it. Like the so way to grow. So are you found, are you finding people uh, talking to other people because of your hashtag now? Yeah. Yeah. So there's one guy in Newport in Wales um, that commented on the live stream that I did the other day. Yeah. And because he was from Newport, people were like, oh, I'm also from Newport. What the fuck? Let's, let's meet up. So like they're arranging to meet up after quarantine now to go and shoot together. Oh, so sick. it's like, it's, it's bringing people together. And it's like, that's, that's the point. Yeah, that's, that's cool. what I want. I want people to like understand that, you know, yeah. to grow. Like, look at all the big creators that have, have grown, you know, even Peter McKinnon. Okay, he's, he's, yeah. he's an amazing entity on, on himself, but, you know, he's done collaborations with Casey Neistat. All, like, all of these people, like, amazing creatives. Everybody but Ford. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Pete, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And it's, I just don't, I, I don't get why people don't want to work with other people. And, um, yeah. and until I started the hashtag, apart from like a few collaborations I'd done where I'd reached out to people, no one, no one wants to help each other. Like other yeah. photographers in London, right? I've reached out to pretty much all of them. Hey man, I want to shoot with you one day. Let's go and shoot. Let's go and do something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to like, it's they, why I don't like, uh, so because I they're follow, doing I, it. They, they, I follow they're North doing Borders, it. Hayden well, and, uh, what's his name? There's Hayden, uh, Liam, North Borders and, uh, seventh era, seventh era. Yeah. So I follow those three dudes, Melbourne, and they all go out shooting together and it looks like so much fucking fun. Exactly. I want to do that too. I want people to like meet up. I want us to go and do stuff together, but people don't want to do it. And I'm like, what? Well, that's how you grow. You need to like so I, bounce so off I, each other's audiences. So I reckon when this finit, when this quarantine ends, I reckon you get your wanderers together and you fucking just go out for a day in London, maybe just organize six of you or something and do a photo challenge like Hayden and all the other boys do with like slinger yeah. and spinning it or something. I think that'll be, that'll be so cool to watch, man. I'd yeah. Like I've had, that. I've had guys reach out about that type of thing already. So there's a guy that's trying to set stuff up like that in London already. Yeah. And he's reached out to me and saying like, after this, let's like work something out. Yeah. And I, I want to do that, but I also, want people to you know i don't want to be i don't want people to like focus just on me mm. and be like what does sam say what does what does optical wonder say mm. i want them to like take initiative and like understand that you know you, you can do things on your own yeah like go and find your your group go and find your niche like oh, if i go meet up with 100 photographers i'm not going to get on with all of them it's <laughs> just <laughs> that's not how it works no. you know everyone has their own style everyone has their own like attitude and their own like emotion mm. like i'm you know, I'm I'm like Marmite. You either like me, you don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, you know, I think it's the same with those three boys. They're they're very three different guys. Mm. You know, I can I can watch North Borders. I can tolerate Hayden. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of Seventh Era, but that's yeah. just because I, you know, you have your own personalities that you kind of like click with you radiate yeah. yeah and 
I think, you know, you're only going to find that out if you do, like you said, like a collective and, you know, meet up and do a meet. People have already asked if I'm going to do a meet up, which is great. I want to do it. It's going to, you know, it's going to happen. It's not going yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. But as long as everyone's two meters apart, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm supposed to be meeting up with a photographer tomorrow, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go yet. Definitely like the whole... we yeah, we've just... You're in England, so. Yeah, fuck. I'm in London. Go to your exercise with a photographer. That yeah. sounds weird. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, are there any sort of uh, like mottos or mantras that you live by as a creative then, Sam? Yeah, so when I... I still live by the first one that I, I, I kind of came up with, which was like, get up, get out and go and get inspired. Like I've always told myself in my head that, and it's very long winded. So like I, I changed it down to create more stress less, which is what mm. I want people to do. I want people to go and create more and don't stress about it. Cause yeah. so many people are like, Oh my God, I need to take this picture. Oh my God. I need to be like the best person in the world taking this yeah. amazing picture. And it's like, it's not about that chill the fuck out well there's so much social pressure put on everybody yeah like, yeah there is it's, it's massively horrendous and i i was under that my that pressure yeah for what four years like since since i got a camera because i yeah. felt like i had to be at the same level as everyone else yeah and i was trying to take that amazing photo every time i think people forget as we, I think we were saying about it earlier, I think people forget that when they look at these big YouTubers like Casey Neistat and Pete McKinnon and Matty, whatever his last name is, I can never pronounce it. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Matty Happy, yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. They've all put in the legwork prior to this. Yeah, exactly. And people, we, we live in an age, I think I've said this before on another episode, where it's the instant gratification where people just want everything right now. And yeah, they do. Yeah, because, you know, for example, right, right. And it would happen to me too. At the moment, I'm posting because I have that engaging community. I'm posting on Instagram. And within 24 hours, I'm getting 800 likes. Yeah. Whereas if that just dropped off and stopped, of course, normally I'm going to be like, okay, how do I, how do I get it back? Yeah. And that's just because like, it's, it's ingrained into us now, like everybody. Like mm. you want that, that gratification for what you do because you want people to understand the work you put in. Yeah. Not because I don't want people to like me because of my content. I want people to understand what it took to get there. You know, people, you know, my family are amazing. I love them all, but you know, they don't quite understand how much work goes into making a video. I don't think anybody it, ever will unless they're a, a... No, unless they actually top, do it. Like, unless they're you, like person on the same level as you. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to be a tattooist. Pricey doesn't know what it takes to become a t-shirt printer. Yeah. And I don't no. know what it takes to become a content creator on YouTube. So. I mean, you're hard, you, I mean, you, you kind of, you could do that. I'm sure you could. Mm. You have like the recipe to be. I have the recipe, but I don't have the headspace for it. I can't do it. Not right now. No, I don't have the patience for technology at all. <laughs> what do you fucking, think I do? I fucking love talking to Pricey about technology. It's brilliant. It's Wait, like I, hate, I, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, honestly, I, one, one, day, I, one day I'll do a video, like a complete raw video of me just sitting here, losing my head on my, on my laptop. Because yeah. I've just bought a new laptop and yesterday, for, some, no, for no fucking reason, it just wouldn't do anything. And it had that rainbow little fucking twirly uh, thing. 
going around the screen and I'm like, I need to fucking upload. Come on. It's just like, yeah. nope. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, my, my the computer I'm sat at at the minute is probably uh, 15, 16 years old. I thought you were on your sons. Nah, I'm done. I just use this one. Okay. If um, it works, it's fine. Well, it doesn't. It, it won't play anything <laughs> on Netflix anymore because um, it won't update. It's too old for Netflix, man. It it's too old for it Netflix. Is. Yeah, <laughs> it's too old for Netflix and chill. <laughs> Basically, I, fucking hell. <laughs> um, we've we've spoken about um, McKinnon, Nice there, and all the, all the other big YouTubers and all yeah. the other not so big YouTubers. How how do you feel about like for your mental health? I know we've spoken about it in the past with anxiety and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. How do you find looking at their profiles and do you check their social medias? Do you compare yourself to those? I used to. Hmm. So I used to look at their like uh, for example like casey's blogs in the past right they were, they were super simple oh yeah I super simple but they were fucking amazing yeah <laughs> and i can remember yeah. watching them and being like i can do that yeah so then i would do it and then obviously you know two <laughs> views and yeah. i'm like what the fuck it's not fair like what you know and then you go down that rabbit hole and peter mckinnon i didn't get that with because I saw him as a creative, yeah. whereas Casey was just some guy. He, he's creative, yeah. but I, he was just some guy with a with a camera, mm. pissing about in New York, <laughs> <laughs> and making amazing content at the same time. That's and I was yeah. like, I can do that. Whereas Peter McKinnon, he would you know he would do this crazy B roll thing, and I'd be like, I can't do that. Yeah, that's fine. And I, now I'm I look at Daniel Schiffer and look at his B roll content. I know, um, and it's just out of this world, all handheld. It is insane. Yeah, but that's what a camera will do. Yeah, you know, and I I get when I when I when I first started looking into you know pushing my social medias and and going down that route, I think it's normal to to look at those types of people and aspire to be those people. Yeah, but not obsess over becoming those people. Yeah, so it's about learning from them. So like you know. McKinnon or Casey and learning things and traits from them. I learned a lot from Casey and I learned a lot from Peter McKinnon and I learned a lot from Sawyer Hartman. Mm. And those three guys kind of molded me into what I am now. Not, not like literally, but like being able to watch their content and then trying to understand how they did that. Yeah. Making it happen and then putting my own little spin on it. I guess it's the same for drawing pricey. You know, you look at three different artists and you might like something from one, another from another, and then bring all those together and make something of your own. Yeah. 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 Definitely. 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 But like with my, with my sort of job, it's more of like someone comes in with three different things and then I have to like put my own spin on something to give them what they want out of me. So I don't know. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite similar. Yeah. Do you find that hard sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that, must be, that must be quite hard. To be honest, I'm so f- far out of tattoo window that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like ages. Well, should we do I've a tattooed. Should we do a mock tattoo consultation right now? Well, I did one with Georgia the other day because oh, yeah? she's got 
Yes, because we, we needed to like, we want to cover, like while we're, I'm off work, I'm going to cover up like a tattoo. And it took me days just to like, well, weeks, just to take a photograph of her arm and then like draw a design to go over the top of it. I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> I guess do it's it. hard when yeah. it's something you care about as well because you don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, I, yeah. I get that. Well, every tattoo is the same, really. You you do give well. You you should give a fucking. Well, you obviously you do give a fuck, but there's there's a different element of giving a fuck when it's somebody you care about. That changes when you you get to like, I don't know, about a year in, you realise that those tattoos are boomerangs and they keep coming back. So you're always going to want them to be really really good, regardless. <laughs> are you calling me a so, boomerang? You are a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> Fat boomerang. Big old boomerang. <laughs> no, you just like boomerang. You, you're haunted by terrible stuff that you've done. It not terrible stuff, but stuff you could have improved on, and you never want to get to that point. Like, I want to see like something I've done five years ago still be as good, mm. you know. And like, I'm probably getting to that point now where I'm seeing stuff, and I'm just like, oh, that looks really good actually, considering it's been out in the sun, or considering it's been like, I don't know, straight in the sea after you've tattooed them. Yeah, mistreated. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. If it's in, it's in. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. I, we, I want to show you that photo. Cool beans. Like show away. But I need to send it to my phone. Send it if to my you, laptop. You my can phone. send it. You can send it to me if you want, and I can just pop it up on screen. I'll just send it to you. It's it's only the one I sent you last night because. Yeah, yeah that's fine. The uh, the capture thing that I use takes up the entire dongle. So I can't fit another fucking USB in it. So anybody listen to this, I will put this up on our YouTube channel when the video goes up, um, when we, the episode goes live. Um, so let me just do this. Share screen, basic screen. Boom. <laughs> Where is it? There. Go on the other one. Yeah, that one. <clears throat> so, like, you laugh at this. <laughs> and obviously we can both see why because of it's in its infancy in editing. Like you've got a load of <laughs> worse. It's in a lot worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen worse too. But it the, the thing that I'm laughing at is the fact that essentially the rock is putting shadow on the sky, which for me is Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what, what was going through your head here, but I don't, I, I exported that and I thought it was that was two thousand and fifteen. Right, okay. So you're five years on now. Like, I just send you another. You, it's, have you got uh, in? The, uh, so that's the pr that's before and after, yeah. Yeah. So is that the raw file or is that edited? That's slightly edited. Okay. To show people, like you know, what it should yeah. have looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When you look after. <laughs> that's after. I buy oh, it. Sorry, that's after. Samuel David Penelope. Yeah, that's it. What's Classic Penelope. Photography. Oh, right, okay. Well, I'm so glad I didn't publish that anyway. <laughs> until, <laughs> until now, when I put it online. <laughs> until now. Yeah. But yeah. no, it was, it was super nice going back through all those last night. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely... From New Zealand and all of those places, I kept, like, literally nothing. Yeah. I didn't have a great time in New Zealand. Um... But everything in Australia, I pretty much kept. So, like, last night I was going through 7,000, like, photos. 
Wow. No wonder you had to buy a new Mac for your storage. All right. It's all on hard drives. I have four hard drives now. Fucking hell. I've got one specifically for, for the, like for these videos called 365, which is for the whole year. Yeah. That's cool. So what about like, you know, obviously you're editing all this. What do you listen to music? Do you, like, do you get a chance to listen to music? I've never really spoken to you about music before. I do. I love music. Like it's whenever I put music on, I realize how much I miss music yeah. because I do when I'm editing, I can't have, I don't know, something else playing because mm. I need to be able to listen to what I'm editing too. Yeah. Because it normally has a background music. So it's like you'd have the background music and then you'd have them talking and then you'd also have like some other music playing in the back. Um, cut, cut into the beat and stuff. And Yeah. So yeah. I find that I never actually get time to listen to music because I finish editing and then I go to bed. Yeah. So if you um, were to listen to music, what would you listen to? Right now, if you go to your Spotify, what's your recommended? Or Apple iTunes, whatever you fucking... <laughs> Get on Spotify. Spotify. Tell us. I don't think it's a good... Mine's terrible uh, lately. Mine's like... I've been trying to decide what use... Dylan told us the other day. Mot the Pope? Mot the Hope? Mm. What? I don't know. I don't... Who? Mock the Pope. That, no. that sounds like someone. <laughs> no. Just message. Just send him a message. Oh, Mot the Hoople. That was what it was. It was a 70s band he was on about. The last song that I played on YouTube was Linkin Park in the end. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I listen, so it depends, really. Um, I like Bring Me the Horizon. I like... Old or new stuff? Both. Um, they're new stuff, depending on... Interesting. Depending on the mood. The old stuff, if, <laughs> if I'm in a mood. <laughs> um, I like Tiesto. I like drum and bass. I like chill step. I like chill hop. I like. I literally will listen to anything. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, apart from like pop music, but otherwise. Yeah, me and Pricey are the same. We stay clear of pop music. I mean, for I don't know. I think I'm right. With to pop answer music your now. to answer your question, there's a playlist on. Um, Spotify called Chill Step. Yeah. And it's that I listen to that whenever I'm flying. That's my flying music. Okay. And I listen like and I will it doesn't matter how long the flight is, I will just listen to that on repeat. And I I, I don't know what it is, it just so, sends me to sleep. So we've got a public playlist. Pricey, please don't abuse this. But we've got a public playlist in work called Old Alton Studio Bangers. I, I've There's, listened to it. You have, yeah? So it's, so it's yeah. open to anybody. And if you want to put a banger in there that you absolutely love, we'll have it on on our loop in the studio. Pricey, I can see your face. Please don't put any shit on there. I'm so going to find the worst I'm going to find. <laughs> I'm not on Spotify. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fill it with Zebrahead. I don't mind Zebrahead. I supported them once. Yeah, yeah. Zebrahead's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm you not know, on Spotify. Oh, thank no. God for that. I'm on uh, Apple Music, but I can go on to Georgia's Spotify and mm. and then uh, and then deface it that way. <laughs> yeah. Now you've said it. Now you've yeah. said not to put anything rubbish on there. I'll be putting something really good on there. Okay. Oh no! Please don't do that. Oh no! Yeah. 
Because <laughs> oh, it's been such a long time that I've actually like since I've actually like been in the music industry, if you want to call it. When I was growing up, I used to listen to music all the time. Yeah. And now I find that I don't as much. I just put a random playlist on on Spotify, and then I'll just let that play. Yeah, sometimes. But I can, don't. I don't can... know who it is. I think that's the thing with Spotify, though. There's so many radio stations or radio yeah. stations or things out there that they can recommend you. You're forever finding new bands, hmm. um, which can sometimes be detrimental to your music taste because you're trying to listen to so much. Like Killswitch Engage released a new fucking EP the other day. <laughs> Listen to that today. It's absolutely drilling. And then it also recommended me like Mumford & Sons' new live album. I was like, Jesus Christ, stick to one, <laughs> stick to oh, one. Yeah. That, that is, that's two sides of Jack right there. I don't even listen to Mumford & Sons. That's the worst thing about it. Like, I don't mind them. I won't not listen to them. But um, yeah, it was just, it was nuts. I guess what we were talking about in the break that we've just had is, um, do you feel overwhelmed with pressure being put on you to upload stuff? Or do you still feel like you really want to do it? And obviously the community you were talking about, give them content to watch i enjoy putting out content like every day content one because i know people now, are going to enjoy watching it creating content uh, i don't feel pressured to do it watch. because it's content that i want to make um there's no pressure to be able to put it out because they're waiting there's a want from my side i put a pressure on myself in a way to create because I, like i said to you before like i want to i want to make a video every day so there's that pressure on myself that's acceptable yeah. like it's not i'm not doing it because in, in an unhealthy way it's if i'm lying down for too long i'm like right come on get the fuck on with it you need to make a video yeah not in a ne- like i don't mean it as like a depressing negative way i i i find that invigorating i find that fun for me like yeah. if Chow, if i'm sat down gonna do it like if i'm sat if i'm sat here too long i get down and i'm like you know what you have to do. Just pick up your camera. And the second I pick up my camera, and then that's that's fine. I'm in the flow. But that's it's gone. Yeah. So I don't feel pressure from them to put up content. If I don't put content up right now, and I just stop for the next two three days, it's going to hurt me because one, I'm not doing what I want to do, and two, it's going to you know my my views are going to diminish because I'm not doing what I said I'd do. Yeah. So it's. It's a plus plus for me, if that makes sense. Like in the last, what do we know? How many videos have you done in the last four months? Hundred and hundred thirty-two today. So in the last one hundred and thirty-two videos that you've put up, are there any days where you've broke, where you've had a really shit day and just got a bit too? It's just got a bit too much for you. Um, obviously there has been. Um, but that was um over the last hundred over the last hundred thirty-two days. Um, there's been a few times where I find it super stressful and it was before the quarantine. So it was yeah. when I was doing 12, 14 hour days in a, in a vegan restaurant. So before quarantine, I was working in a vegan restaurant. Um, I was supposed to only do 25 hours a week, but I was doing like 60, 70 because we were short staffed. So yeah. I was doing that and I was also putting out content every day. So I was recording me going to work. I was recording me at home. And, you know, when you get home at 11 o'clock at night and you're like, okay, fucking hell, like I have 
have to I have to edit for tomorrow. Yeah. I have to I have to put this content out and then you're going to bed at three and then you're back in the week at ten. And then you're like, it's it was hard. It was very hard. Yeah. But I guess but, it's, it's it's good for people to hear this. Like if anybody in your community that you've created now listen to this podcast and they hear that, you know, you have struggled, then to to let them know that is is okay to have bad days because yeah 100 percent. because like over those 132 days i had i'd say let's say 20 percent were hard days maybe more maybe i because i don't know every day was hard because it's difficult when you're doing a full-time job and you're putting out full-time content it's it's a lot of work and it, it requires a lot of concentration and when you've been serving you know, snobby people all day yeah. <laughs> and you get home and you just like, you just want to relax, but you can't because you, you also have this, this want to put out this content for other people to, to inspire those people. But at the same time, like I'm trying, I was, I was trying to inspire myself. Mm. So like over those before quarantine, I was pushing myself to inspire myself as well yeah. as other people. And it's much more than that. Like I've been doing it since my first upload was in 2017. Well, actually my first ever upload was in 2016 on a different channel. Um, but my first upload on this one was in 2000, beginning of 2017. Um, and I found it super difficult because I had the same mindset as I have now. I had then, but I didn't have the same capabilities and I didn't have the same support network. yeah i guess yeah your mindset hasn't changed you just have a better platform to put you up onto now yeah you know, like i already I, camera you've got a bit of a community people watching exactly, engaging. yeah it's like if you look at it as customers for example as your business if you had no customers coming in you wouldn't you wouldn't be making the same amount of gear would you, you wouldn't be making the same amount of t-shirts yeah you'd be putting less effort in because the demand isn't there now the demand is there, you want to give that, you want to give, you want to turn up, you know, every day you want to turn up and, and give your best because that's, that's what I want people to see. And I think yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's a side of social media that is not always truthful because people see like the best of the best. Yeah. And that's why in my videos, like I leave a lot of shit in, like yeah. I leave a lot of, when I make mistakes, I leave it in because I want people to realize like this did not take one take. <laughs> I have taken this, like I do in some of my videos, I do like juggling at the beginning yeah. and it's like a little segment of me fucking up basically because I want people to understand it's not first time, bam, let's go, done. It takes time. Yeah. Everything takes time. And yeah. when people get that mindset, they're like, okay, well, I don't have a day to put out this video. I don't have an hour to put out this video. Take my time. I have a, I have a week, I have a month and that can go for anything. You can take as long as you want to get to where you want to be. Like I've given myself two years ago, I gave myself until I was 35 to get to where I want to be. And when I get to 35, if I've got there or not, it doesn't change anything. It's, it's a milestone I've set myself because I want to have an end point. If I just started this and then I was like, okay, I don't have an end point it's like I can just take a back seat. Whereas mm. I've given myself that, that goal, goal line to work towards when I get to 35, 
I'm in my head, I'm visualizing what I want at that, that age, what I want to be doing. So I have that every day. I'm thinking about that, what I, where I want to be, which involves Australia, which yeah. obviously I'm sure you're aware of. How old do you um, know, Sam? 20, that's a good question, 26. I look 14, years. but I'm 26. Yeah. I was going to say, because like, uh, if, if it's 35, I've only got another two years to get to where <laughs> you're at, at, which is worrying. You'll be fine. But don't, yeah, but the, the thing is, where you're at right now, business-wise, is where thousands of people would love to be at. And it's the same for Jack. It's the same for me. And when you're in that, when you're, when you're there, when you're, when you're being that person, you don't appreciate all of the hard work it's taken because you're every day you're in that grind. So you don't really understand how long it's taken to get to where you are. Mm, yeah. You know, only people that are close to you can really see, you know, like mom, dad, brothers, sister, whatever. They can see how far you've come. Like you, you could see how far I've come in the last year and a half. But to me, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. Mm. So it doesn't feel like that. So like I'm at 6,003 subscribers and I've grown 5,000. Well, no, sorry. I've, I've nearly grown 6,000 now in the last month and a half. In the last and week, you've grown a thousand and a half though. Because I remember you hitting 5K and I'm check, I've been checking it. I've been checking it quite a lot just to see what the snowball effect is. Just yeah. to see, just to see what your, you know, what, what your subscription rate is like. And it's going up. <clears throat> it's starting to accumulate into. Yeah. So because what happens is when you, when you have that one video that, that does well, a lot of people, what happens is they don't put out another one. So then you have all of these people that really enjoyed your content and loved what you did, but then they're, they're sitting around, sitting around for a week or two weeks. And then they're like, well, you know, okay, well, what's Hayden doing? What's North yeah. doing? Okay. Well, they're putting out content now. So I'll just watch them. So then you slip through the net and then you upload something and you're like, well, okay, I'll watch it. And then nothing happens again for the five days. So then they're completely not invested, which is what my idea was back in January. Like if I put in, and I said to you, the more I put in and the more buttons I push, yeah. the more I'm going to get back. Yeah. And that's the only, I think that's the, it works for everything. I think that's the only way to do it is if you do enough, like I sent out, you know, I don't know, I sent about a thousand emails and four of them came back. But if I had sent 200, maybe none of them would come back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like people think that you just get all of these jobs you get. And I think that's one of the reasons people like North Borders because I don't know if you saw that video, but he went out that day and he spent all day asking different barbershops, different car places to hire him. And they all were like, no, no, no. People don't see that, that hard grind side of it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's something that more YouTubers I feel should show, you know, because if you look at Peter McKinnon on the, on the face of it, all he's done is sit in front of a camera, done a bit of cool B-roll, and now he's got 4 million subscribers. But it's not. You know, he's worked his fucking ass off. He's, he's got kids. He's got a family. It's not, it's not easy. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure he's had really hard days. Well, what would your... Go on, Prezi. What would your, like, ideal number of, like, subscribers be then, Sam? Zero. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't want to, to put that in my head that I need to have a certain amount of numbers of subscribers mm. to be able to succeed. Because it's not about 
how many people have subscribed to me. Like I appreciate every single person that subscribed to me. I don't see the subscribers as, as a tangible thing. So they're like they're, they're people that I, I appreciate following me and I want these people to, to see my content, but I don't want people to get fixated on numbers because there's so many people that are obsessed with numbers these days. Um, especially on Instagram and, and social media in general, they want the followers, they want this. And I don't want to allow that thought into my head to be, okay, well, I want a million because then if I don't get there, I'm going to be like forever disappointed in myself because I didn't get there. Yeah. So you don't have control over that either, do you? No. So I, what I want, what I want to get to is I want to get to a point to answer your question. I want to get to a point where I have a collective of people that are supporting each other and I'm being able to support them as well as, as that like host that's running the collective in a way. And I don't know, I, in my head, I, I have this idea of how I want it to go, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to work that in the future, but that's, that's going to be when I pass on, you know, I'm going to be stuck with all of this work, but I'm going to have to reach out and, and help ask them to help me and they're going to know better already. I don't know if you guys know what discord is. Do you know what discord is? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've had a bunch of subscribers set a Discord up for me. I because I didn't have any idea what it is, and they were like, "We've set it up all for you, so we're going to set up the community for you." And they're setting up that community for me, and I like for me that it's really special because these people have taken their time completely free to do that for me, and and I think that's like really it's it's nice for me to see that other people are trying to help creatives grow is that something they obviously we have can, is that something we can leave in the description the discord link or is that for like um I, I, subscribers only or is it no i I'm, i don't want to have any subscription on any of my services ever okay because i don't want to i'll have ads on so i'll have my channel monetized either through amazon links or through ads through yeah. google but I won't ever ask for people to subscribe and pay to have me on their, on their screen. Like we all have a phone. We all have YouTube. It's free. I don't want people to pay for that because the information I want to share, I've obtained for free. So I don't want to give that away for money. If that yeah. makes sense. I know there's plenty of people that do do that. And I even have a preset pack right now that is free because I want people to have a pack that they can start learning from. Do you have a number of how many people have downloaded that yet? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's over 200. So like with everything going on and doing a video a day, mm -hmm. what do you do to wind down? So there's YouTube. Do you ever wind down? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I wake honestly, I wake up and I'm like, yes, let's go. Uh, hang on, I'll tell you how, how many. 238 Good. people have downloaded those free ones. Amazing. It is. It's pretty cool. Um, what I do imagine, to wind imagine down... Imagine all of those people in a queue waiting for you. That's what you've got to work out as. Because yeah, like for me, like when you look, when you think about the internet, you've got, like th you've got thousands and thousands of followers. You've got people, like 200 odd people downloading one of your files. For me, if, eight, if I put a picture up and 18,000 people walked through Narbeth and looked at it, I would be stoked. <laughs> I know it's 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 weird, isn't it? Like it's when you actually start thinking fuck. about it. Like I went to task, way, I went to Taskinville at school, and when I was there, there was like two thousand, I think, kids. 
And when you take that into consideration in, out of my Instagram followers, that still leaves yeah. another 8,000. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a mad thing to think about, especially when you, when you look at like bigger YouTubers as well. Yeah. I think PewDiePie has 120 million. Like that's just, that's the same, that's double the size of the UK. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. It's a, and it's a weird process. Like imagine trying to cram all of these people in here. <laughs> hey guys, come over, come over for a cup of tea. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> it wouldn't. So you watch I bet you could fit them in the mini. So yeah, you watch YouTube to wind out then. Yeah, so there's um I I don't know if you ever heard of them, but it's called Good Mythical Morning. Second time I've been on this podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I I love Rhett and Link, man. And I think I think the reason I like it is be and you know, they've they've hit the nail on the head. It's just mundane shit that you can watch. And it's funny. And I think that's that's why I like it because it's so easy to switch off to. I don't have to think yeah. about anything. I don't have to do anything. And that's why I enjoyed listening to you guys the other day because oh, I, I could just I could just listen to your conversation and listen and learn as well from like the people you were, you were talking to. And I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. What have you taken yeah. from listening to our stuff though? What have you, t- what have you, what have you like taken business wise from what you've listened to? Like if, if you've listened to all of them, who, Who's been the most inspiring person you've listened to on our podcast so far? So I, I said to Jack earlier, I really liked um, the one with the boombox guy. I can't remember his name, the boombox guy. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, because I, I felt I felt like mentally in a way, like the, the way he spoke and the way he talked about his business. And I felt like I, out of everyone that you spoke to, that's the person I could like designate with Yeah. in a way that, you know, I kind of understood some of the things he was saying and I was like, yeah, clients could like when he was talking about Jay-Z, was it him? Yeah. 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 That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it doesn't matter whether they're rich or poor or whatever, all clients are like that. Mm. You know, I worked, I worked with a lady and you are more than welcome to keep this in. She's a, a BAFTA nominated, a BAFTA winning photographer. Or what, I can't remember, I can't remember what title she, she has. But essentially, she takes photos of lookalikes. Um, I did a lot of work with her doing behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, she takes pictures of lookalikes in provocative ways and sells it to the press and sells it as, like, photos and images. And It's, it's good. It's funny work. Um, I can't talk about the shoot that I did with her, um, but it was, it was funny. However, she's a, she's a piece of work, to be honest with you. So I'm just on her website now. Who? Yeah. Donald Trump. Is that him? No. So I did. I was. I was on that shoot. The the whole process of getting these images, like it's hard work, but it's the it's it's amazing because it it brings out like how fucked the media is because the media use these photos. They've used these photos, and it just it shows you. Yeah, it shows you how fake it was. Amazing. Because it. She is an amazing artist, but she's horrible to work Who's the Who's the Trump lookalike? Um, so he's a guy called Dennis from America. Um, and he, he loves it, man. No way are they lookalikes. Yeah, so she, she is part of 
a very wealthy part of Chelsea. However, working with him was probably like the most stressful person I've ever worked with just because of the way that she runs sets and the way that she, she runs herself, really. Um, it was pretty difficult. Um, so, I mean, you don't really see that side of it like on social media. So you see like the fun part of it and you see the outcome, but you don't see the work that creatives actually do with some, some clients that aren't exactly like the best. Mm. Yeah. But she gets the results of what she wants, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that's pretty insane. So, so I've just even like checked out some of her photos online and they're very controversial and but, yeah. Like how do you yeah, go about to get something like that? So she, she, she's an, I will never take it. Like her, her work is amazing. She's yeah. an amazing, hardworking person. You can um, see she has a specific craft and a specific skill set. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's, uh, she's very hardworking. She's extremely hardworking. And she's, what I, I feel is because she's that hardworking, she expects absolutely nothing yeah. else from other people. Yeah. You know, and I found, I found, myself actually i i excelled in that environment because i don't i don't do anything half-assed i never do anything half-assed so she loved me i got everything done whenever she wanted wanted me you know to, to get it done um but it just it wasn't for me you know hmm. how did you even uh, come into that ilk of um it, so it, it's a bit weird actually it was an indeed it was so it, oh, no again, way. You... It, it was an indeed job so i i was on indeed looking for photography jobs I applied for it and she'd hired in 10 people to come in and we were all doing the same thing. And then throughout the day, she whittled us down. She was like, okay, thank you. I don't need you anymore. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I don't need you. Anymore. Well, at the end of the day, it was just me. And she was like, you can come back tomorrow. Sick. So it was good, man. And it, you know, it was good pay. I, I enjoyed the work. It was just very stressful. But it was it was a good learning curve for me. Yeah, very. Um, and you know, I don't have anything personally against her. She's just not the best person to work for. <laughs> I wonder if people say that about me. <laughs> but I bet you learned. I bet you learned a lot from that, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I learned a lot of positives and I learned a lot of negatives. Um, Mainly how to treat people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Yeah, and it. Yeah, it, it was it was it was eye opening, and I don't I don't want to like badmouth people because it's you know, but it was eye opening for sure. Um, listening to, you know how you see these these stereotypical Hollywood directors, and they're like, "Oi, you here now? Give me mm. this now! Yeah. Hey, hurry up! No, 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 not 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 them now. Give it to me now." Yeah. It was that, but like, on steroids. So it was like. So, so you were spoken to like that. She never spoke to me like that because I spoke back like that. If if she said something in a in a in affirmative way to me like that, I spoke back in the same manner, and she yeah. respected that because that's that's me. I don't take any shit from people. I was gonna if, say, see if, if that was me, speak, I'd, be like, I'd be like, yes, sir, three bags well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a pushover. You want four coffees? Okay, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I'll give you five. I'm gonna throw in a camera at her. <laughs> <laughs> she's had a, she's had plenty of cameras thrown at her. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay, so essentially, 
she had a suitcase full of all of her hard drives, okay? All of them, every single hard drive, all the backups in the same place as the main hard drives. Well, why would you do that in the first place? Exactly. So, and this had all of it, everything you just looked at, it had all of that on it, all of the footage. It had like, basically like over a million pounds worth of work on it. And she had it in a shitty little suitcase. So it was me, I've been doing editing with all the other guys all day. Um, we were doing behind the scenes for a Sky documentary. Uh, and we had to get in a taxi to go back to his studio. So me, I was basically her assistant, but I wasn't her assistant at this point. Um, and I got into the cab and someone else had picked up the suitcase to bring with them. So they left it in the taxi when we all got out. Right. So I got to the door of the studio and one of the other girls said to me, have you got the suitcase? And I was like, what suitcase? She was like, Alice's suitcase, you had it. And I was like, no, I did not. Yeah, it was in the taxi. I was like, well, do you know how hard it is to find a fucking black cab in London? <laughs> the same fucking black. So there's this, there's this black cab that's now gone down the road and fucked off with over a million pounds worth of footage on it, like highly sensitive footage. And essentially, I'm being looked at as the person that's lost it. So she's carrying on as normal because we haven't told her yet <laughs> what's happened because I'm trying to like rectify the situation. So I've spoke to TFL, which is Transport for London. I've spoken to cabbies. I've spoken to everyone. I've wrong fucking like as many people as possible. I tell her and she's like, obviously livid. She's like, don't fucking talk to me. Get the fuck out of my face. Go and go and find it. And you come back here with my with my hard drives. And I'm like, but I didn't fucking lose it. Well, who the fuck lost it? So I had to go back to the hotel where we had come from. I had to go through all the CCTV. I had to blackmail them to give me all the CCTV saying like, look, if you don't help us, then we're going to sue you because you haven't helped us, blah, blah, blah. So I, I blackmailed the hotel to give us CCTV footage to find out who put the fucking bag into there. I found out who put the bag in. I rung them and I was like, look, why did you not take the bag out? Oh, I forgot. I was like, okay, can you please, you know, say it's you because I'm getting the shit for it. What are you on about? And they just black, they just fucking denied it. So then I had the blame that I'd lost her over a million pounds worth of footage. And she's like, you're going to have to pay me back. And I'm like, right, firstly, stop stressing. We're going to find it. She's like, you're going to find a black cab in London. I was like, I know social media. Please leave it to me, okay? I'll find you. It took me five hours of me running around London, stressing out of my fucking head. I went to different cabs. I was like, how can I get hold of other cabbies? I rung every single cab branch in London asking, can you put out like a radio message? In the end, I found a guy that had a WhatsApp group. I said, can you put it on yours? And a guy came back and said, I have it. I was like, can you come and deliver it to me, please? Like ASAP, I'll give you some money. So I gave him my day rate, which was 300 pounds for returning it. So it cost me 300 pounds, not my own fucking money. Took it back. I gave it to her and she was like, okay, I need to calm down. I'll speak to you in a minute. Go and sit over there. I was like, no, fuck it. Bear in mind, I'd been in work, work since six and it was like one in the morning now. So I was fucking tired. She's like, I'll come and talk to you in a minute. I'm like, okay, but I'm going, my, I, by the way, just so you know, this is another day rate, by the way. If I'm staying, it's another day rate. Yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. So she left me for another hour. Then she came and spoke to me and she was like, so I've, I, I, I've, uh, I've spoke to my, my assistant because her actual assistant was there now. 
sorry, it's long winded, I did say. Her assistant then comes and speaks to me and says, okay, we've, we've agreed that you, uh, you're going to get a fine from us for losing it. And we're going to fine you 1,200 pounds. And I said, and I said, okay, that's, that's fine. Fair enough. And I said, can I just ask you a quick question? Am I hired under you as, as a company, am I part of your company or am I a freelancer? She said, you're a freelancer. And I was like, oh, that's great. Just to let you know, I'm informing you I quit. that my day rate, <laughs> my, my day rate has gone up to 2,000 pounds. <laughs> and you now owe me and I've written, I'd already written up the invoice I said you now owe me this 800 quid that I've I've, uh, I've incurred over the last two hours which covers the cost of that she said you can't do that I was like well you can't charge me for something that's not my fault the same way I can't charge you like that but I am yeah. I'm going to that's your invoice if you don't pay it then I'm going to press that you have to pay it because I have proof from the hotel I have proof from your employees that I've been here all day that's my day rate yeah. So either you pay my day rate or you write off this debt you have with me. So then she went back and spoke to Alison and Alison came in and she was like, I'm sure we can work something out. We'll be fine. We'll work it out. Okay. You go home, have a sleep were and I'll call like, you tomorrow. Were you like shitting yourself though? No. The thought I had was she has more money than me. And the only mm. way I can do it is if I'm a dick back. And if she's going to find me, then she's going to find me. So I might as well give it a go. And I found the issue that I had was with the, the assistant. It was yeah. the assistant that was causing the issue. And when I spoke to the next day directly and I was like, look, that was fucking out of order. And I don't want to fucking work with you anymore because I'm not being blamed for shit. I didn't do your assistant who is in charge of all your hard drives. It's her issue, not mine. Yeah. So it, anyway, I didn't get paid for fucking two months. And I said, look, I haven't been paid for any of the work I did for you. She's like, what? Send your invoices to everyone. I said, I have. I've given them to your assistant. Okay, so she called her assistant. And the assistant was like, oh, no, I never got them. And I was like, yeah, you did. I have proof that you have them because you've messaged me saying you've received them and there's an issue with the account. So the assistant got, the assistant got fired and I left. <laughs> Do people need to hear this shit? Because it's not all fucking roses. No, I know it's not. But, like, I, I don't. I like telling that story, but I, I don't want to have repercussions. All right, cool. So we got the two questions left. And yeah. question number nine is, where do you see the future of Optical Wonder or Samuel Bassett himself? Um, I see Optical Wonder becoming like a collective of other creatives around the world, um, encouraging smaller creatives to understand that it's not it's not as sugar-coated as it seems, and it's hard work, um, but it's about supporting smaller creatives to be able to have that understanding and to be able to attack it in the right mind frame instead of going into it, getting disappointed, and stopping. Because there's so many people that go into it, they pick up their camera, they take you know, 200, 300 photos, and they put them on social media, and it doesn't work out, and then they're like, fuck it. It hasn't been for me, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is you're, you're creating. Yeah. And that's what I tried to get across on the channel. Like, it's not about how good it is. It, like, it's okay to suck. It's okay to fucking fail. It's, it's about you having your time to do what you love. And I think that's like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, where do I see myself in, I don't know, 10 years? I, I wanna, in the future, I wanna be living in Australia. Um, because I spent two years there and 
it was kind of what allowed me to become who I am creatively. Um, when I was in Pembrokeshire, which is in Wales, before I left, I I was I was really stuck, like mentally. Like I was probably at the lowest point I had ever been. Like now I'm fine, but like back then I found literally like just getting up really difficult. I found it really difficult to go out. I would socialize and I would like be around people and I'd be happy, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't myself. I was too busy like trying to escape. So I did a season, I did an activity instructing season. I went and did activity instructing for six months when I was 18. That's where I broke my back. That's another story. Um, And I, I came back to Pembrokeshire and that's when I was like, I need to leave because I don't know what it is and I do, for me personally. I don't know what it is about Pembrokeshire. It's, it's not Pembrokeshire itself and it's not the people there. I used to say it was all the people, you know, it's the people's fault. You know, it's fucking shit. It's not. The people are amazing. And the issue was I just didn't, it wasn't my connection. You know, it wasn't where I was supposed to be. And when I went to Australia, and I don't know whether it's because I was free. I don't know whether it's because I was doing my own thing. I don't know whether it was because I was enlightened because I grew up, but it allowed me to, to really understand what I wanted from my life. And, and I don't know whether it's because I'm destined to be in Australia or because it represented freedom. Like when I went there, I, I was so, I don't know how to like describe it, but I was so fucked like in my head mentally like i used to say all the time i was like i I used to say like i wish i was dead i wish i I was i was gonna die like i wanted to die when i was in pembrokeshire and i'm not afraid to say that i don't mind speaking about it because i i was in a place where i didn't really connect with anyone like now i've gone back as an adult i can connect with and connect with you and there's people i i i understand and get on with yeah i remember you were in a really negative mindset when you were when I was just starting out and you you came into the unit to visit me and you just didn't want to be there, man. I could see it in your bones. You just did not want to be in Pembrokeshire at all. No, and I think it's not, and, and people need to understand that's not a bad thing. Hmm. Sometimes you just don't, you don't click with a place. And I found that from my whole childhood, throughout my teenage years, I was trying to be, these different things, you know, I hung out with like the town crew, I hung out with the chaps, I hung out with the emos, I hung out with the skaters, I try, you know, I hung out with everyone. I was in all of these different crowds, I knew everyone in Pembrokeshire. Yeah. And I still didn't feel happy. So to me, the only thing left in my head, I was like, it's either, it's either I go and go and travel and leave, or, or I, I, I don't, <laughs> if you know, yeah. if you get what I mean. Yeah, it, was, yeah, I get what you mean. It, it was like that ultimatum in my head. Like I need to fucking go and do this or, or I give up. So it was like, yeah. a, let's just go for it. And I yeah. just got my compensation. I just got my compensation for breaking my back. I had saved up a bunch of money and I was like, you know what? There's literally nothing stopping me. So I just went. And I think because I've made that decision of going down the right path, you know, I could have gone a different way, but um, I don't know. I, I think it was because it was like that starting point, Australia, it allowed me to then grow into who I am now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mentally sound, if that makes yeah. sense. Like I, I'm okay with who I am. I'm, 
I don't mind pissing about in front. Like if you gave me this camera fucking four years ago and said, Sam, talk to, talk to it. I would be, I would honestly be sweating from head to toe. Yeah. And I, when I started, it was the same. And it's hard because it's a weird thing. Like you ha- everyone has these own insecurities about themselves and everyone's so scared about putting themselves out there. But like when I realized in Australia is like, it's me and there isn't going to be another me. So like me or don't. And mm. that's literally like how I still live. Yeah. And I think where I want optical wonder and to go back to the question where I want optical wonder and, and my message to go is I want people to, to take that. I want people to, to hear that message and just live their life in a way that they enjoy it. And it's not for other people. You're just doing your thing, obviously within reason, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think more people need to just, just do it. Like if you're scared, it's a good thing. Like if you're scared of doing something, then just do it. Yeah. So are there any like, um, personal life changing moments that you've like really defined you like yeah there's one actually i really want to talk about actually in in australia and as a whole australia was amazing um i had a a fucking amazing time i've seen things that just over mind i remember remember you showing me your like map of where you've been in australia i I went everywhere like and i know people are like oh yeah i've been to australia no no i've I've seen the whole entire country i've been to every city I've travelled it in a kind of Cannot believe what you what you'd been to see in Australia is incredible. And last night, it, like looking back through the photos, it made me realise like there's not many people that have done that, and no, it made me much. really like really happy to know that. And I'm going to do it again. I, mm. I said that in the video that's going up tomorrow. Like I'm going to go and do it again, but with better equipment <laughs> and not with like the mindset of let's shoot at 25th of a second. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, I looked at my metadata and I was like, what? Anyway, um, there was a, a moment in Australia that really brought me to the adult world. Um, I'd had an argument with my ex-girlfriend, uh, Flora. Um, it was all about parking the van that we were living in, in a certain place. She decided she wanted to move the van we had an argument about it. She drove the van across this sand pit, which was fine, but it was like more loose than normal. We got stuck. Fine. Don't worry. I'll dig us out in the morning. 10 minutes later, an Australian, drunk Australian guy turns up. Right? I'm outside trying to dig myself out. And he's just there laughing at me. Right? And I'm like, yeah, I know it's funny. He was like, no, nah, it's just, you're so helpless. And I'm going to cut this story short because it's very long. Um, I think I've told you this, Jack. I'm not sure if I did. Um, and basically, this guy was a drunk. He was living in his van just down the road, well, four by four. Um, and he had a screwdriver in his pocket. Okay? And he saw an opportunity to take everything that I had because I was stuck. Couldn't do anything. I'm quite skinny. So he was like, ah, he tried his luck. So he was like, what's in your van? And obviously, Flora, my ex, was in the van. So I was like, so I had to stop and get in the van. He's like, why, what you got? You're going to pay me. And it went down this horrible route that I just didn't know how I was going to get out. Um, and he then pulled this screwdriver on me and he's like, give me all of your stuff. And I'm like, bro, I can't, 
I don't have anything for a start. I don't have any cash. I'm a fucking backpacker. <laughs> I don't have money. I live in my van like you live in yours. Like, I don't have anything. He's like, yeah. do you have any cigarettes? And I was like, I don't smoke. He's like, do you have any weed? And I was like, well, I do, yeah, but not a lot. And we had this this little baggie in the front. It was nothing. It was like, like literally like this much. And he was like, I'll take that. I was like, okay, fine. You can have that. Like, I don't, I don't smoke anyway. Like, that, it was just left over. But I pulled that out and underneath, I obviously left the other bag and he saw the other bag and he was like, I'll take that as well. And I was like, okay, fine, have that. So then he assumed I had money and I was lying because I had that bag. And I was like, I don't have any money. So I had to give him my wallet, which had nothing in. And he was like, well, I'll drive you to a cash point. You can take all your money out. And I was like, look, I'll show you my phone. So I had to show him my phone. I showed him I had no fucking money. I had like a hundred dollars. He's like, I'll take that. And I was like, there's no cash point here. I'm not getting in your car. You're drunk. What? I don't know what you want from me. And he was like, okay, look, all right, fine. And he walked off. And I was like, what the fuck? That was so weird. 10 minutes later, he comes back, but in his four by four. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. So I see the situation. I'm like, I need help now. I'm not. I can't do this on my own. So I asked Flora to call the police. So in a French accent, she's trying to call the police and fucking trying to tell them what the fuck's going on. There's a family in the distance. So I shout them, they came over. And he's like, look, I have my whole family with me. I can't get involved. I'll get the police here. So he, the other guy that came over tried to help him, but he couldn't because his family, he didn't want to upset his kids. Fine. This weird guy was just sat in his fucking four by four with a little bit of the window cracked, looking through it. And I'm I like, I like this. Like literally looking through at me, through this tiny little slit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And at this point, I'm not, I've gone past being scared. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you so fucking weird? Yeah. Like, if you're going to do something, can you just fucking go on and do it? Because I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And he's like, man, I'm going to fucking, I'll help you. I'm going to fucking help you. So he gets out of his car, goes in the back, gets out this tow rope. I'm like, fucking hell, thank fuck he's going to give me a hand. So he throws the rope at me. He doesn't even like, he like throws this big fuck off, like pulling rope at me. He's like fucking tired on there. And I'm like, all right. So I tied it off and he jumps back in his car. I'm like, fucking hell, this is all I wanted. Like, thank you. Why is it such a fucking difficult thing? Starts driving. We get off the sand and I'm like, okay, you can stop now. He's not stopping. So he continues driving. So I'm like, okay, like, this is weird now. Why, why are you not stopping? So I started braking, obviously, to try and tell him that's fine. Continued. Like, he's in a big fuck-off 4 by 4 I'm in this little tiny van. And he's like, he's nailing it in this in this 4 by 4 now. And I'm like, fuck. Call the police. And, like, I put the car now in park. And it's doing this. The fucking van is bouncing because I put it in park. It's, like, destroying the back axle of the fucking car. It's like, look this. I'm not joking. And he stops because obviously like he's basically bumping of an automatic for uh, like a people carry yeah gets out and he's like what the fuck are you doing i'm like well i'm out of the sand clearly stop your car and he's like well no you need to fucking pay me some money i'm like i don't have any money he's like yeah you're gonna fucking buy me some beers and then the police turn up arrest him and he's known to the police because he's tried taking backpackers before. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. 
And this is all, no, no, I'm not shaming. This is all because my ex wanted to go for a piss. <laughs> so that was and your was, life-changing moment? That was my moment where I was like, the next time your missus wants to go for a piss, just drive her for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Oh, bloody hell. Don't say no. Say yes to everything. Because your partner is always right. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that is like, what are we, 11 o'clock now, uh, quarter to nine. It's like, we're up to like two and a half hours now of chatting. Sorry. So, no, I don't apologise. Right. Plenty of material from that. Um, I guess the, the that story was pretty fucking mental, if I'm honest with you. I would have probably shit myself a couple of times in that. I'll be honest with you, there's another four of those from New Zealand, but yeah, we won't go into those. Oh my God. Well, let's... Uh, let's... Give us your socials, so anybody listening to this can give go us your you. socials. We can have a listen. We can have a watch. Everyone can okay, have a watch. So, Instagram Optical Wonder, um, and then YouTube is also Optical Wonder, um, and that's all I have at the moment. Discord, if anyone's interested, um, I believe the server is going to be under Discord. The guys are setting it up at the moment, um, but Jack, I might be able to pass that on to you. Yeah, if, if you um, if you send me that link, I can put it because this isn't going to be going out for another three weeks now. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, if you let me know, I'll find it. Soon um, we can get How did you? How did you want to? I want to give my audience something as well as like I want to help you guys. Yeah. In a way, so I don't know how I can do that. Is there a way? Is there a way we could set up a? I don't know. Is there a way we could set up a discount code for, for your stuff? Yeah. But anyone that uses that discount code, we know it's come from me. So then maybe Price to get a little share for a month because obviously he's still here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Price is we about to just release pay- his website now as well. So oh, okay. if you just use uh, Optical, I don't mind 10%. Yeah, go Optical 10 on my site. Yeah. Um, anybody listening? Like you can say this now if you want to use this as a segue yeah, for your socials. If you get optical ten, then they get ten percent off the clothing, off my clothing. I don't know, pricey. If you're happy to do anything like that, if anything, yeah, have cool. a away. Same thing, Op- optical ten. Cool. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Put the same the discount code in on my website, and then you get ten percent off. Okay, so if anyone wants to come and follow me or anything like that, then Instagram is optical wonder, YouTube is optical wonder, and then anyone that's listening that's part of my community or is on the hashtag or follows me, then you can use optical 10 on either old Elton's site or on Price's site, which uh, should be linked. Um, and you can also use that on my presets as well. So optical 10, you get 10% off my, my presets. Boom. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been, it's been a mad two and a half hours of story time and sharing. Appreciate you coming yeah. on and, understand how busy you are and yeah man it's been good um yeah loads of fun actually like it's been good speaking to you as well and good meeting you too price (laughs) digitally (laughs) yeah (laughs) i will come down at some point no one would ever think they would meet me digitally well you've proven us all wrong (laughs) (laughs) cool Cheers, man. Cheers, thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers, Sam. Good to see you. Bye bye.
10 episodes down, end of season one. Thank you to everybody who's listened to the last 10 episodes. It's been so much fun and I've loved every second of it. We're going to carry on doing these in chunks of 10, but carry on with the episode count as normal because why not? It's our podcast at the end of the day. Also with the top 10 beige snacks, we're going to have them on the website for you to look at and just uh, have a general summary of the last 10 episodes. And whilst you're on the website, feel free to go and check out the show notes for this episode and the previous night. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a message on any of our socials. It's at Progression Over Destination. Next week, we're kicking off season two with a bang as we've got Gareth Owens of Get The Boys A Lift. This guy has helped me out massively over the last two years, business-wise and mentally. He's also become a very close friend of mine and Pricey's. So we'll see you then.